This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about the hottest wrestler in the WWE, L.A. Knight. Yeah! And are we buying into him possibly being the new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion at Crown Jewel? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. A good three hours of sports entertainment from the WWE last night. I, I would say right up there bordering on good. Right up yeah. there. It was it, it wasn't anything off the charts for me. I was entertained, a lot of good wrestling action. Um, you know, but if you missed last night, you didn't miss a lot. And they're going into wor- into the world's biggest and most glorified, you know house show or paid shot in, in Saudi. So I think it's like, hey, let's get past Crown Jewel and then we're really going to put the pedal to the metal. Because once Survivor Series comes along, I think it's time to really pay attention to all of the the big stars, the main storylines. And I'm really talking about Cody. I'm talking about getting Cody I'm not going to say back on track. I don't think Cody's off track. I just think that Cody has slowed down just a little bit, and they're doing their absolute best in these past couple of months to keep him out there just enough and with the you know people behind him, putting him out there first or close to first like they did last night. Monster reaction for him in Dallas. There was a nice little roar in the crowd for Cody last night when he came out, which I was happy to see. Nice Cody chant, too, when he was out there in the ring, too. Yes, but Dave, I don't know why this popped through my mind last night, but it did. So I'm going to share it with you. Is Cody going to be the guy that you're going to want to see retain his championship every night? And you have this weird little smirk on your face right now. I, I hear his entrance. I hear the roar of the crowd. I hear them singing. I hear them into Cody. I look at Cody and then I'm just like, is this story over once his story is finished? I'm going to say absolutely not. I really, and I've said this to you before. This is one of the reasons why I wanted Cody to win at WrestleMania 39 in LA bully is that I really do think he is that guy. And you you know, you always say about the test, hey, how is it going to be when he's in this arena, in this city, in this town? So especially when since I talk to you every Tuesday after a Monday Night Raw, I always listen to the crowd. I don't watch the crowd. That's That tells you a completely different story, which I, I want to get into as well. But listening to the crowd, Bully, they love Cody no matter where he goes. And it feels like the reception is even or even exceeding in each and every city. I really do feel like he's that guy that can be the face of the show, and I really think the story doesn't end at WrestleMania 40. Going to throw out some names to you that I want to try to compare. I want to see what you think. 
Bruno, larger than life? Yes. Hulk, larger than life? Yes. Austin, larger than life? Yes. Rocky, larger than life? Yes. Cena? Yes. Cody? No, he's not larger than life. And I feel like Cody is doing it in a completely different way. Is he doing it in a Bob Backlund-esque way? Yes. That's a great comparison. It's almost like a Bob Backlund-esque way. Though when that's we, what concer- that's what concerns me, but I but but here's because Backlund's hold on I don't mean okay, to interrupt go ahead, you please because go ahead back Backlund's what was he champion five six years uh whatever the length of his championship was Backlund had to rely on his heels Backlund was only as good as the quality of his heels. I don't think that's the same for Hogan, Steve, Rocky. Once they were there, they were there. Yes, they needed heels to run with. But if you're saying that Cody kind of reminds you of a Backlund, I'm going to say that Backlund was only as strong as whatever heel he was in the ring with at any given time. That might that might be the case here too, Bully. I, I We really won't know until that moment happens. Uh, but I look at the, the roster of the WWE, and I'll throw in L.A. Knight. I'll throw in Seth Rollins. When I look at Cody, I believe Cody's on another level than any other babyface in the WWE right now. And I think he's done it organically. I think he's kind of like, you're here with me. He has a connection with the crowd, whether it's the youngest crowd that he gives those weightlifting belts to each and every time he goes out. To the old man like a Dave LaGreca. He has a certain connection. And it is very Bob Backlund-esque. And you know what? Bully, probably even more important, it's Cody Rhodes-esque. It's different than anybody else. It's very hard to measure it because I don't know if there's anybody else to measure it quite like the way Cody is doing. And I want to go back to something else that you said about like, hey, we got the paid house show coming up on November 4th, and then it's all about Survivor Series. I think there's some truth to that, but I also think there's a little bit more to that show on November 4th than meets the eye. And I think there's two matches in particular that I think makes it more than just a paid house show. One is Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul, and the other one is Roman Reigns and LA Knight. Roman Reigns and LA Knight, to me... Is this going to be where L.A. Knight gets elevated? Or is this where L.A. Knight might take a step back in the world of the WWE? I'm very interested in what happens in that match on November 4th. And with Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, I really think we're going to see a new United States champion on November 4th. And I think it's going to be Logan Paul. So I hear what you're saying about the paid house show, but those two matches in particular... I look at completely different. Go ahead. I would throw the United States Championship around Logan Paul's waist in a heartbeat. It's just good for business. Logan Paul is such high visibility, especially outside of the WWE. This is where that whole social media following comes in. Paul has um, done a fantastic job um, in the ring. He's done a good job on the microphone. He's a heat-seeking missile. 
to see him come out every week with that U.S. strap will get under people's skin, maybe build up the right person. And maybe that person is going to be an L.A. Knight to, to finally beat a Logan Paul because L.A. Knight is not defeating Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. You have you did not invest all this time, energy, work, blood, sweat, tears, every drop of what the machine has behind it. You didn't invest in Roman Reigns for him to drop the strap in, in, in you know, Saudi at, at Crown Jewel and derail everything. Because if that story ends in Crown Jewel, then Cody's story ends. And, and really quick, not to interrupt, but I mean, not just for Crown Jewel, but I, I hate the, the, you know, rain on anyone's parade. L.A. Knight is not touching this WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at all. Like, I, I want to make that very, very clear. Like, I know how popular L.A. Knight is, and I know there's a swell of fans that want to see him beat Roman, just like a lot of fans want to see Sami Zayn last year beat Roman. But just like Sami, L.A. Knight is not beating Roman Reigns ever. I, I could not see it happening. I think it would be the r- most risky decision business-wise I've seen in a long time. It's obviously pro wrestling and sports entertainment, and you never know if somebody gets a bug up their ass and you go, screw it. Let's shock the world and change it. You know, it is what it it's, is. It's happened. Yeah. So, but I, I I cannot see them do that. They are very calculated right now. Uh, the WWE is very calculated right now with the decisions that they are making. They have WrestleMania 40, you know, five months away. This Cody story it has been a focal point for entirely too long. L.A. Knight comes out of this match against Roman Reigns, an elevated guy, more of a made guy with a hell of a showing. And I think this match against Roman in front of however many, 50, 60, 70,000 people over there is going to be a massive test for him. How does he hang in the ring? This is a little bit more than a television match. This is a a legit pay-per-view match. It really is. And, I think and, he has a great opportunity to succeed with Roman's style. Roman is going to book a very, you know, solid match that is very easy to work. But but LA Knight's got to go out there and shine. Does Roman this is a classic case of go over and get over. L.A. Knight's number one priority, number one job for Saudi is to get over as much as he can in spite of Roman going over that night. Yeah, and, and listen, we're we're in a space right now, Bully, and I'll even pass over Survivor Series. Like now until the Rumble is where, hey, you can have some fun here. You can make somebody like the WWE can really make L.A. Knight get to that next level. But once we get to 2024, Bully, all bets are off. And then we get back into the story that is Cody Rhodes and the push to WrestleMania. So, like, listen, LA Knight, now it's his chance to sink or swim. I still want to see and hear 
a little bit more from LA Knight. I like the face-to-face that he had with Roman on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Like, I, you know, it was... Go ahead. Why why did you not love it? What in your in your opinion, in your eyes, in your ears, where did they miss? It was still too a little over the top with the one liners and I'm gonna hit my line here and I'm waiting for you to say something so I can hit my next line. Like it was it came off a little snarky to hey, I like the way Cena reacted to Roman, which is like, hey, You're the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. I haven't earned a spot to go up against you. I'm here to acknowledge you. And then here comes LA Knight. So you heard a little bit of modesty from Cena, a little bit of acknowledgement to your champion from Cena, and then out comes LA Knight where he's hitting the line, sticking like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Pump the brakes a little bit. You're not Stone Cold Steve Austin. A little bit too much of the one-liners, and a little bit too over the top for me. Again, not bad. I liked it, but I didn't love it. So does LA Knight remind you of Seth Rollins? Whereas take away the song, what do you got left? Take away the one-liners, what do you got left? In my estimation, yes. Now, now again, you take away Seth's song. We know what we have in Seth. Seth's a phenomenal pro wrestler. Am- amazing wrestler. I but again, I know we say it every every week here. Guys, um, phenomenal in the ring. He's amazing. He's one of the, the best pro wrestlers. I do not like the character. Even like the promo segment yes uh, last night, bully when he's talking to Rhea. Like just that the facial expressions, the way he carries himself. I'm not a fan of it. I know there are a lot of people that are, and God bless you. I'm not a fan of it. I can't get emotionally connected. It's too over the top for me. Like it's too sports entertaining for me. Like it's like, there's no substance. Campy. Little camp. Perfect word. It's too campy for me. Too campy for me. A little bit with LA night. You take away the L.A. night, yeah, take that away. What do you have? Because, listen, Cody Rhodes, perfect example. Everybody loves now singing Cody's entrance theme, but that came in time. Uh, everybody goes to, whoa, they love doing that, myself included. But when that song stops, they're not continuing to con- uh, continuing to sing the song. They're not continuing to go, whoa. What do they do? They start chanting Cody's name. Because now the song is over. The entrance is over. Now they're laser focused on what Cody's doing in the ring or what Cody's saying on the microphone. I don't think that's the same case with Seth Rollins. And I think with LA Knight, now it's time to back off the one-liners a little bit. Let's see what you have without those one-liners. Let me see some substance from what you're saying. Let me get a little bit emotionally invested. Let me hear some of your story. I think it's time for that. That's how you get to that next level, in my eyes, Bully. I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. Saudi, big opportunity for LA Knight to take a step forward. That's, that's the best that they can hope for for him. And he does need some more substance other than the very entertaining one-liners that he has so far. He's very cool. I like the look. 
I like the presentation. I like the way he is on the stick. In the ring, in Saudi, he needs to prove to the office. If if they're going to move him forward, they have to prove, he has to prove to the office that he can hang with Roman Reigns on a very big stage. And you would think that you, you're you're either gonna you're gonna sink or you're gonna swim. They're looking for the little things, Dave. They're looking for the transition. They're looking for the the just not if you, if you know uh, how can I put this so everybody understands. Roman has a certain flow in the ring. They're looking for LA Knight's flow also. That that main event match flow that that Roman has developed. That that ability to tell that story through gear changes, through calming down and knowing when to soak in a moment and then to put it right into sixth gear immediately to bring the crowd up. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a guy in LA night that they can possibly put on that whiteboard when they're discussing who are our top baby faces for Roman Reigns or for anybody else. They want another name that they can put up there to choose from. Now, when it comes to on the mic, yeah, LA night night is there right, right now in ring work to hang and bang with a true main eventer. We'll see. I mean, I'm not saying anything that people don't already know. This is the biggest match of L.A. Knight's career. Like L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight has been around for a very, very long time. And he's been with a lot of different companies. He's with TNA. He was with the NWA. Now he has this great opportunity for the WWE later in his career. This is the opportunity that he's always wanted. And now he has it. I got to sit down with him at SummerSlam. And he said, hey, I still haven't got to where I need to get to. This is his opportunity. That's why, to me, this is not just a, a a paid house show. You're talking about the biggest match of a career of somebody, Bully, that's really, really hot right now. I mean, you can make the case he's the most popular wrestler in the WWE right now at this moment. And this is his biggest match. And it can make or break his career. I hate to put so much pressure in one situation, in one match, on one afternoon. But this could be this for L.A. Knight. And the reason is this. I do not believe that everybody in control or all of the decision makers are fully behind L.A. Knight. I think he might have a detractor or two. So you don't want to put him out there and where in which he doesn't live up to the hype. And then those those detractors have more ammunition and they go, you see, we told you. He needs to come out of this match and turning those one or two detractors around going, eh, we might've been wrong about this guy. This they is, were wrong I'm... about Stone Cold Steve Austin and his biggest detractor was named Vince McMahon. So... We'll see. I mean, this is that. This is why now we have to look at this show on November fourth, L.A. Night, and is L.A. Night still going to be the most popular wrestler 
coming out of Crown Jewel on November 4th. Because, Bully, if some of the things you said where things don't go the right way, then maybe L.A. Night after November 4th is situated completely different on the shows. Uh, The word that comes to mind, or the words that come to mind when I think about L.A. Night, in which I, I hope he does not become these words. One hit wonder. There you go. We'll find out. We'll find out if there's a lot of life left in L.A. Night come after November 4th. Because I think we can all agree on there is no way L.A. Night is leaving Saudi with that WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past, all available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. You know, Thunder and I were talking about it on Friday, and there's a lot of fans that want to see L.A. Knight beat Roman Reigns. Like, I hear that. I hear those words, Bully, and I feel like I want my head to explode. It's like, I get it. He's the flavor of the month in the WWE. He's very popular right now. Merch are are high. But what's the story with L.A. Knight? What's the development of the character of L.A. Knight? Who is he? Why... Why should L.A. Knight beat Roman Reigns? What you just said is huge. Who is he? If, as fans, we don't know who L.A. Knight is, and when I say who he is, the character. Where does the character come from, stem from? What's his background? Why should I love him, hate him, or anything like that? Where is the depth to L.A. Knight other than Timberland's jeans, cool vest, Cool glasses, great look, handsome man, hair slicked back, pulling up in a Viper. That's all great. That's all tip of the iceberg. If you really want people to be into LA Knight, we need to know what lies beneath. I know what lies beneath with Cody Rhodes. It's the Rhodes name. It's finishing the story about winning a championship, not only for himself, but for his father and family. And Cody's family now stretches out beyond just the nuclear family. It's his WWE Universe family. Because I'm telling you that those little kids feel like they're a part of Cody's family. Cody makes fans feel. Makes them feel like they're a part of his family. Every single fan that's gotten a Cody Rhodes belt when Cody's making that entrance, we've seen that child in tears. They have made a lifelong fan of that child. That child's going to remember that moment forever. And you just said the story about not just winning the championship for himself, but winning the championship because that's the one championship that his Hall of Fame father, one of the greatest of all time, was never able to achieve. What a moment is that going to be? I'm sorry, and I don't care. This is just this is just honesty here. If L.A. Knight was to win the championship, whether it was in Saudi or somewhere else, 
you're doing it just for the pop of that night. What do you, what's going to happen the next night? Now you have L.A. Knight as your champion, a wrestler with no character, no personality, and no emotional investment with the fan base. You're just having uh, 20,000 people say L.A. Knight, yeah. What do you do with that moving forward if he was to win that championship in Saudi? You ever hear the term um, uh, kill two birds with one stone? Yes. You'd kill three birds with one bad decision. You'd kill Roman. You'd kill Cody. You'd kill L.A. Knight. Yes. L.A. Knight would have nowhere to go. Cody's story would be over because Cody beating L.A. Knight doesn't mean nearly, nearly as much as it does beating Roman Reigns. And then what do you do with Roman? All of a sudden, this great character that's been built up, this the mystique, the pomp and circumstance behind Roman, done. Bad, bad business. So, but yes, Dave, you always explain to me like <clears throat> sometimes when uh when things don't go right for one of your wrestlers, you go off the deep end. And I try to tell you, and, and actually this happened with Cody. I try to tell you, Dave, look at the bright side. And you're like, no fan wants to hear about the bright side. As a cowboy fan, Dave, you don't want to hear about the bright side of a loss, right? Yeah. Oh, Dave, they only lost by a touchdown. Look at the bright side. No, fuck you and your bright side. Yeah. I wanted to win Sunday. I don't want to. I, 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 I'm not looking forward to next Sunday because I'm. it still stings that we lost this past Sunday. There is no bright side with Roman Reigns losing to L.A. Knight. Zero. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. My snap this week, and I love how you got the Slim Jims ready to go. You even have your Kiss Lunchbox to put your Slim Jims in. That's amazing. You're well prepared, Bully, for LaGreca snaps this week. I come prepared. <laughs> you do. All right. My snaps this week is on, is on Nia Jax, and probably not the way that a lot of people think I'm going to snap on Nia Jax. Actually, I'm going to snap on the fans. When it comes to Nia Jax, I don't know how you feel, Bully, and I want to get your take on this. But Nia oh. Jax is doing everything right. Like, I keep seeing people calling into the show and on social media saying, like, Nia Jax, go away, Heat. She needs to go away. I can't believe Nia Jax is back. I can't stand Nia Jax. Why did they re-sign her? I'll tell you why they re-signed her. Did you watch Monday Night Raw last night? Did you see and hear the reaction from the WWE Universe? She was getting booed out of the building. That's what she's supposed to do because she's a heel. That's her job as a heel is to get booed from 15,000 fans. And once again, and I'll say this again because I've said it before, Nia Jax had those fans last night eating out of the palm of her hand, Bully. Eating out of the palm of her hand. Go ahead, Bully. 
just like I'm eating my savage size Slim Jim out of the palm of my hand right now. That's right, and it's mighty tasty. And it's the oh, perfect yeah. snack halfway through the show for you, Bully, because we're sandwiched between breakfast and lunch. So what better way to satisfy your hunger than snap it into a Slim Jim? Oh, yeah. Dang it. And Nia Jax, I'm telling you right now, her promos and people shit on her bro. Her promos, Bully, are perfect. She's feeding into that audience. I absolutely love it. And the booze bully got louder and louder the longer that segment went last night. So for all the fans out there that are hating on Nia Jax for the wrong reason, there is no such thing as go away eat. Right now, Nia Jax is getting heat from the WWE Universe, and she's playing it perfectly. What do you think, bully? Hi-ho. Exactly. Look like a snap. I agree. Naya, how you feeling right now? Squash. Naya, what happened to your hole? Hi-ho. Yeah, what happened to it last night, though? Squash. Wait, Naya. What part of your body got squashed? Wait, hey, Naya, and I hope he hits the right one when I say this. Naya, what's your favorite snack? No, no, the other one. Squash. No, it's a Slim Jim. There you go. LaGreca Snaps is brought to you by Slim Jim. Snap into it. Snap into a Slim Jim. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.